0: talk about why you should and shouldn't be a key principle yourself. Hello, and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Uh, And uh, hey, look, happy new year. The year is coming to an end. Uh, Christmas is just a week away. So, Merry Christmas to everyone. And uh, look, we are this time of the year really working on a couple of things. First of all, uh, we're working on finishing the year strong. Um, we, I don't personally, and my business partners, we don't really take a lot of time off this time of the year because we feel like a lot of other people do. And so we feel like this is a great opportunity to get caught up with a lot of things. Uh, I get less emails. I get less interaction from people. We just, just in general get less interruptions. So it's a great time to really focus on the business and improving that. And I also think it's a great time to really think about where the business is, where it's been, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and to be able to think about how can we improve those things. Now is the time of the year, of course, towards the end where you're probably thinking about your goals, right? We, we make New Year's resolutions. I, quite frankly, I don't, but a lot of people do. Uh, we have goals that we set for the next year. Uh, so I take some time and, uh, write down what my goals are. I review my last year's goals, which I've done several times, by the way, this year, I usually do it once a quarter. Um, and I'm going to review those again and go, okay, what did I, what did I hit? And what did I not hit? Quite frankly, this year, I didn't hit a lot of my goals, my financial goals, at least, uh, this year, my, my goal was to buy a hundred million dollars of real estate. Uh, we bought one deal. Uh, so we bought about 20 million dollars worth of real estate. So I missed that big time. All right. Uh this year uh my revenue goal, my my net income I guess goal uh didn't hit and a big part of that's because we didn't buy anything or very little, right? Mm-hmm. Um so miss the miss some of those goals. I also have health goals. Um, I've got relationship goals, all kinds of stuff. And so I'm review those go, what did I, what did I do good? What did I do bad? What can I improve on? How can I improve on? And I think that's the more important part. Like, how can I improve on it? Why did I not hit my goals? This year is let's talk about uh, the business goals, right? The the $100 million worth of real estate purchased. Why didn't I hit that goal? Uh, so a big part of it I can excuse at the market, right? But I think another part of that is uh, maybe what do we need to do to step up our relationship building? How can we get some of these deals that are uh, off-market deals? Because I know some people that have scored some pretty seemingly good deals, right? Uh, So what can we do? So we're the ones that are the benefactors of that and not somebody else. How can we improve upon that? And, you know, quite frankly, some of the goals I'm happy we didn't hit. Um, And so why am I happy we didn't hit that? And then how's that going to play into 2024's goals? What what, What I think is really important is when you write your goals, write them on the line. I I like to, and I've said this before, I like to put my goals down. I like to put how I'm going to achieve those goals. Okay. And then right when I'm finished with my goals, I want to start implementing those things. So I'm not going to wait until January, you know, 1st, 2nd, 5th, 10th, 20th, whatever it is. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to start implementing those goals right now. So if I finish my goals, um, you know, December 23rd, I'm going to start implementing them. Well, probably December 26th, right after Christmas. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to start implementing those right away. I think that's really important. Don't sit on them and wait, because it's really hard to get started back up. All right. Anyways, I, that's not really what I'm going to talk about anyways today. But you know, oftentimes I get distracted and you know things come to my head, but. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and I want to talk about being a KP or getting a KP. And so key principle in your business, and specifically real estate we're talking about, but it could be any business, right? So you start up a new business, a lot of times you want to get some sort of loan, and you can't qualify because you have no business credit, you just haven't done it before. And so a lot of lenders are going to be like, hey, we're just not going to lend to you. So how do you get somebody on your team to be a key principal? And we'll talk about why you should and shouldn't be a key principal yourself. So let's talk real estate specific. So when I'm getting a a loan for a, a duplex or a single family home like the key principle if you need one is probably going to be your mom or your dad or your brother or sister or uncle you know somebody really close to you like that because they're personally guaranteeing it. you know they're taking on a lot of risk it doesn't make sense to to uh kp something and there's not a lot of meat on the bone right for for you to share with somebody else even if you're doing a fourplex or a, a 10 unit building quite frankly or a 50 unit building maybe not even um and the biggest uh, hurdle with a KP is that personal guarantee. okay, And that's the biggest risk as a KP is the personal guarantee. You're putting your personal name out there. So now if you're getting a loan with a personal guarantee, that's full recourse or even partial recourse, that you got to have some hesitation with. And any KP, any key principal is going to have major hesitation with that. Quite frankly, uh, I would never consider being a key principal for somebody that has a full personal guarantee. I just wouldn't do it. I would say, no, thank you. I don't care how sweet the deal is. I would say, no, thank you. Now, would I consider buying it from you? Would I partner with you? Um, Yes, but I want full control, right? I want full control. I'll allow you to help me with certain things, but we're going to be in full control, right? Uh, So that, that I would be a KP, quote unquote, but that would be a KP with full control right, right from the get go, uh, and I would take a lion share of the deal. That's just how it would be. Okay, so if I've got a non-recourse loan, so we're talking Fanny, Freddie, uh, CMBs, you know, non-recourse loan, meaning if we default some for some reason, they can't personally go after me. Okay, now here's the key: as a KP, it sounds like oh yeah, what's the harm in that? Well, there's a couple things that are harm in that. First thing that's harm in doing that is if the G, the GP, the general partner messes up, you are the key principal and you are responsible. And even though they can't maybe go after you personally, um, you still have a big black mark. Okay. You still have a big black mark on your ability to lend or get, get new loans. Uh, it just doesn't look good. Okay. So there, there's a, huge negative mark on your portfolio or on your, um, you know, ability really. Uh, so the other thing, and this is the scariest part to me is yes, it's non-recourse, but they've got all kinds of car vaults, all kinds of bad boy car vaults. It could be very simple. They didn't financially report everything they should have. Okay. They didn't financially report on time. They didn't provide notice that they were changing property management companies. Um, they took distributions uh, when there was some provision in the loan that maybe didn't allow them to take distributions, even though they didn't read it properly or didn't know, like they just didn't read something properly. So that's a big red That's a big red flag. It's something that you got to be really careful of. And so all of a sudden now that personal guarantee is there and now it affects your credit. That's huge so you definitely don't want to be a part of that um and the other thing too is again it's your reputation on the line so if things are running poorly um you know any kind of dishonesty anything like that is your reputation on the line and that's just not good right payments are late whatever whatever it might be it doesn't even have to be big things still your reputation on the line cuz you're you're tied to it um with the KP, though, there's definitely definitely some good things, okay? And so I know several people that have been key principals. They have a little bit of experience. They have high net worth and liquidity. um uh, and so they become the KP. And that's what the KP really is. Key principle really is. it's it's somebody that has a high net worth, a high liquidity, and possibly has some experience. Uh, already with uh, agency-type debt or with apartments, uh, with any kind of commercial uh, buildings. And so they're able to sign on the loan. Uh, when you get one of these um, non-recourse Fannie Freddie CMBS loans, they're usually going to require a good amount of net worth, uh, typically the loan amount. Um, so maybe it's a $10 million loan. You got to find somebody that's worth $10 million. Um, and then they're going to want to make sure that, you know, you're, you have good liquidity and uh, depending on the loan and, and all that kind of stuff, type of stuff, it might be that you have, um, you know, six months worth of li- liquidity, uh, basically principal and interest payments in a bank account. Okay, uh, It could be 10% or, you know, a certain number, but you, you want to make sure you understand that and, and then find the right person uh, as a KP. And if you're sitting here going, well, I could qualify, I could could be a KP, that's good. Again, watch out for certain things. Make sure you're with a very reputable general partnership, but it's good because you can gain, um, you can really get to where, when you're getting these bigger loans, you're going to get treated better when you have more experience. So you can gain that experience. So if you're going to do it on your own, Right. You're gaining that experience with Fannie Freddie to where, when you do it on your own, you could be the sole KP. Okay. And you can qualify for a bigger loan. Uh, the more of these you have uh, and, and that are performing, the kind of the easier they are on you. So, you know, let's just say the typical net worth is 100% of the loan amount. Well, if you've, if you've done, 10, 15 loans are all on good standing. And uh, let's say your net worth is 10 million, and all of a sudden you're looking for a $15 million loan. They're going to be more likely to lend to you because they've got so much experience with you. I'm not saying they will, but the more more likely uh, that they would. Now, if it's, you know, your, your net worth is 10 million and million, you're trying to get a $30 million loan, probably not, then you'd have to bring on an additional key principle. Uh, so that's a good thing. The other the other thing is that it allows you to get ownership of the deal. So as a KP, as a key principal, you get to negotiate that amount. Somebody's going to come up to you and go, "Hey, I'm, i I need a key principal, and um, they know you. They know you've got liquidity and net worth, and you've talked to them about you know doing it. And so they come to you and say, "Hey, now it's now it's time, and I'm going to give you you know five percent, ten percent." whatever you guys have worked out uh, of the deal to be a KP. And really it's about risk mitigation. So if you're going, Hey, this is a little bit higher risk deal. Maybe it's a floating rate. I I want 20%. Or if this is a really low risk deal, a super experienced group, um, they're just needing me as a as a KP, they've they've got a bunch of liquidity net worth as well. Uh, they're putting down all the earnest money. Uh, I don't I don't have to put any money into it. Blah blah blah. Yeah, maybe you are going to take less. Maybe it's you know six percent, eight percent, ten percent, something like that. So you get part of the general partnership. Usually you get a fee up front uh, for that. So you might get part of the asset management fee. Um, and you might get a kicker at the end, right? When you, when you go to sell it, you might get a, an, an exit fee, uh, type, uh, type share as well. So, uh, big benefit there, financial benefit. And of course, um, a lot of times with KPs, they put money into the deal, um, a lot of times it's not a requirement but a lot of times the KP puts money into the deal as well. so if you're looking for passive investments of course not only are you putting maybe a hundred or two hundred or three hundred thousand dollars into the deal which is great you're earning your money there but you're also earning your money on just the general partnership side by being that key principle so something to really look for uh but I caution you to just be careful be prudent. Make sure it's a, it's a GPT, you know, like, and trust, understand your risks, understand that there is risk uh, involved in signing loan documents, and know what those risks are, and you've got to be okay with them. Um, the other, the last thing I'll say on this is that or if you're going to be at KP, have a step-in provision. Okay, so step in provision says hey you're not performing and you can have you know specific things like they, they got to meet X percentage of occupancy and if they don't hit that occupancy uh, you can step in if they are below that occupancy for a certain consecutive months you can step in so step in provision allows you to step into the general partnership and start making informed decisions. Now you can have it to where it converts back, or you can have it to where you just have a takeover. If you ever have to have or ever have to enact the step-in provision, usually there's a greater benefit to the KP that has to step in. So let's just say you had a 20% ownership of the GP. If you have to enact your step-in provision, you might... All of a sudden, get 50%, 60%, even 100% of the GP. You, you essentially override the current GP to step in. It allows you also to sell. Let's just say this property is just not doing well. You're not liking where it's going. And uh, maybe there's a little bit of equity and you say, Hey, look, guys, we're selling right now because you haven't hit these metrics that you're required to hit. I've got my step in provision. We're selling today. And you can force a sale, force a management change, you know, force certain things to take over. And that's super important to be able to have. And maybe you're like, well, I'm not an expert in this. It's still important to have, still really important to have because. If you have to, you want to be able to take over and maybe hire an asset manager, hire an expert, hire a new property management company, whatever it might be. Um, But you want that even if you're like, hey, these guys are the expert, not me. Just trust me. Put that step and provision in there. It's going to save you, potentially save you uh, on a deal if things go south. So, all right. Well, that's all I got. Just want to talk about that a little bit, and uh, of course, talk a little bit about the, about the goal setting. Set your goals now, if you haven't done so. Now's a great time. Uh, things are a little bit slower. I like to do them uh, either right before Christmas or right after Christmas. Get my goals done, and then start pounding them out right away. Don't delay. Get on them. And then let's kick some 2024 butt and make it a great year. Look, for us, 2023, quite frankly, that was a tough year. Um, we didn't buy what we wanted to buy, uh, interest rates skyrocketed. It just was a tough year. 2024. Look, it's going to be an awesome year. Let's make it awesome together. Wish you well, Merry Christmas, and I'll speak to you before new years, but happy new years. If, uh, if I don't catch you before then. need this and, and want this so uh the other thing i've got for you is a free ebook on my website so go on to venturedproperties.com, VenturedProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free, I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, And also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.